You're listening to The Catalyst with Samantha Chris, where we explore the inner workings of embracing the unknown, from ordinary daily habits to extraordinary measures. Get ready, we're about to ignite change and inspire action. Welcome back to The Catalyst, everyone. Today's guest is Diane Borman. Diane retired at 40, spent 55,000 hours gaining business growth knowledge and expertise, and now works with business owners to work on their business for scalability. She is boldly challenging business owners to stop using COVID as an excuse to fail, but rather use this opportunity to adapt and grow. Her two best years in business have been during the economic recession of 08, 09, and now. And she's here to tell you how it can be your best year too. Diane, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Samantha. It's awesome to be here. It is awesome to have you. And I have to ask, you know, some people work their whole lives looking forward to retirement. And not only did you retire at the early age of 40, but you came out of retirement because you felt that you were lacking purpose. What was it like when you decided to get back in the game? Um, Quite daunting, I must be honest. I moved from in South Africa from Johannesburg, which is the thriving metropolis of business to Cape Town, which is a much more creative space and a quieter space. Um, and it was very different ways of doing business. So it was extremely daunting to start off with and also a space where suddenly I had to build a bit of credibility again of what I can do and what I have done in the past, whether that would allow me the opportunity to now find a purpose for going forward. But it was very exciting and super awesome to change direction. I love that because I think when we romanticize the vision of retirement it's almost like we've we've lived our purpose we've done what we were here to do and now it's time to rest but you went into it with a totally different mindset and thinking this is an entirely new chapter there's no time to rest (laughs) absolutely i've never worked so hard in my life before (laughs) now But it was, it was actually quite interesting to try and work out now what is my new purpose and what is my passion that I want to be able to share. And I realized that I had gained valuable information and it was now time for me to share that with business owners because I think that we tend to chase the next sale rather than really working on our business. And that's where a lot of business owners fail because they should take a step out of their business every now and again to make the real business decisions rather than just chasing the next sale or the next payment or the next amount of money. And I think that's a really important point as businesses and business owners try and navigate the space that we're in. I mean, everywhere we turn, we're seeing companies close their doors. We hear about the downturn of the economy. Meanwhile, you're currently working with over 100 business owners and 82% of them are growing during this time. What are they doing differently? At the beginning of lockdown, um, I think everybody here in South Africa decided that it was really nice because originally we were going to have 21 days and I think that they thought it was a nice time to have a holiday. Mm-hmm. And as business owners know, there's no time for holidays in business. So it was actually re-looking and making sure that they were still relevant. Were what they offered as a product and service, was that what was going to come out of lockdown and out of the pandemic era? And um, were 
the same clients that they were servicing before lockdown, were they going to be the same clients afterwards and how could they do it different? And then just making sure that people knew that they were still around became more and more important. We had a, a study done in South Africa where some of the top age, advertising agencies did a study to say that if you weren't invisible, whether it was online or wherever your clients were, it was going to take you nine times longer and nine times more money to suddenly become visible again. So just making sure your customers knew that you were still around and you weren't part of the statistics that was now happening in the world um, became really important. I definitely see that with the businesses I see thriving right now are the ones that have taken the time to take the foot off the gas and really reassess, reassess their go-to-market strategy, reassess their messaging, reassess their audience. Not only, you know, how, how have they shifted, but are we actually missing out on an entire segment of the audience that we can be reaching and using this opportunity to evolve and to perhaps add new products or services and completely change the way that they're showing up. But I'm, I'm also seeing businesses and business owners more specifically who are falling into a little bit of a pity party and who are really using COVID as an excuse, as you, you know, as we alluded to in your bio of like, oh, woe is me. The economy is down. There's nothing I can do about it. And it's simply not the case. And I, I know you alluded to some of the things that the businesses you're working with are doing differently, but for those who are kind of in the trenches right now, and rightfully so, I mean, it's a tough time, but for those who are feeling like they just can't get out of it, is there something kind of tangible that that you, either an exercise that you walk your clients through or something that listeners can apply today to really get on that upward trend? Absolutely. And I know that my business owners that I work with, they get really frustrated with me when I turn around and say to them that if you're in this space of pity party and not doing anything, you're almost a hobbyist rather than a business owner because now you've taken your step away from your actual business. And Business owners are there to ensure that they can help their clients, they can help their staff, they can help their suppliers move forward, but also that they're also part of the economy, whether it's in the country or in the world. And um, we tend to relook at the pyramid or the product service pyramid that the clients have or currently have offered, what has really worked for them. What do they need to add? And are you online right now in some form? In South Africa, I know that we will be we are behind the trend of shopping online. And um, that's where a lot of clients have picked up a fortune of their new clients because your different generations do things differently. So the older generation has had less time to be online and doesn't trust the online space so much. But because we've been in lockdown for such a long time in South Africa, you've automatically had to go online to do online shopping and online deliveries. So that's a huge trend that's going on at the moment, as well as all the technology that's suddenly available. And I don't know about anywhere else in the world, but I had to very very quickly and um, jump online and had to learn how to present online instead of on a stage. And also went through the space of gaining a bigger audience by giving, so adding value to what we do. So not only to our clients, we've added masterclasses where we try and upskill our clients and others, and everybody's welcome to join. 
but there's so much online space um, of upskilling at the moment. You need to identify where your areas are that you need that additional information now, where you need more knowledge within your business. And part of that would be an upskill space. So re-looking at your products and services, upskilling yourself as a business owner and also your staff, and then re-looking at your clients. Are you giving them the right message? Is the words that you're using at the moment relevant to what's happening in, in the world at the moment? Are they understanding what you're doing for them and what value are you adding to them? A trend started happening here, and I'm not sure anywhere else in the world, but suddenly people were picking up the telephone and phoning their clients rather than just sending them an email or a text to make sure that they were okay and if there was something new that they could be helped with. And suddenly there was this community of business owners that were around to try and help move their clients forward and understand that there still is money available, but possibly changed in the direction or in the clients that have got it now. So you need to become more relevant what you're doing, how you're doing it and to who you're doing it for. Couldn't agree more. And I'm definitely seeing the trend with upskilling ourselves, our teams, even our clients and helping them take their skills to the next level. We've spoken a little bit about business owners, but what about aspiring business owners who are in that upskilling zone who are thinking, man, this might actually be my time to finally kick off my idea, build a business. Do you think that now is the right time to start a business from scratch? There's never a right time. <laughs> <laughs> You've actually just got to take the plan and go for it. But have done your research. Make sure that what you've got to offer is right for now, right for the clients. You know, make sure that you're actually targeting the right client. I know um, I've just done a 10-week course for um, manufacturers in South Africa, and most of them had their clients wrong. So they were targeting the same person who they were rather than targeting who their real client was. So take some time to do the research and take some time to make sure that you actually have a competitive advantage above everybody else before you launch and go ahead, full steam ahead in whatever you're going to be doing because you need to have that information going forward, specifically for the focus of a business because, you know, businesses go through these huge ups and huge downs. There's never a middle road between what you do as an entrepreneur or as a business owner, and you need to hang on to something along the way. So what is really your purpose and your passion that you've got before you launch full steam ahead? I think that's really solid advice. Your first business built and sold as a perfect franchise model. Your second business managed the most prestigious events in South Africa. And your third business was a successful cosmetic brand. What have been some of your biggest lessons that are as relevant today as they were then? I think that um, you, you should be aiming for your triple A clients. You know, go and find the top clients and niche yourself. Make sure that you're an expert of the space that you want to be in. So I know that a lot of people like to do this spray and pray technique where they hope that somebody will be their client. But work out specifics. Like 
what could a person that walks past you really refer you as in the future? Because if they can tell somebody about in your products and your service, that is very specific. You don't need to go out and look for clients. They come to you. So it's about making sure that you've niched, you've found a market where there's a gap that you know exactly who your clients are. And that's what I did within my business. And then I added value. So at the moment, I'm trying to encourage my clients to develop a white glove experience. So almost like a prestigious experience that they can have because being in lockdown, you um, have been away from a lot of people. And we did that within the businesses that I owned and developed was that we ensured that when a bride came to um, in, to get their decor correct for their wedding, that they believed that they were the only bride that we had. So we created a space for them to play, to see what it was going to look like, to make sure that on the day of their wedding, there was no surprises, there was no disappointments. And that's exactly what we're looking at or what we've done with all our businesses from the laundry to the cosmetics brand. We want to make sure that every client believes that they are extremely um, valuable and that we need each and every one of them. So clients are really important. And I guess that big brands tend to start forgetting that because it's about the amount of people that they're looking for. But don't forget the little guys because you need every single client to want to refer you, to put a recommendation on your social media. You want them to move your business forward because that's really how, how easy it is once you've got it right. I totally agree that a customer-centric mentality is really what's moving businesses forward today because we're not just competing with other companies in our industry or other professionals in our industry, but our customer experience or client experience is being measured against every other brand or person service provider that they interact with on a daily basis. If yeah. they're getting off the phone with their cell phone service provider and they've had you know, a really awful experience and then they hop on the coach call and they see you know, this person really sees me and hears me and understands what it is that I need, then, you know, it 10x is your impact because you're being measured yeah. against another service that was just, uh, quite frankly, missed the, missed the mark. So you, customer experience is really important. The customers being at the forefront of our minds and at the heart of our businesses are really important. But you also mentioned something that I think is really interesting, and it's about being an expert in our space. So you have 55,000 hours of training in business growth. It's not the case for most people. And I, I've seen with a lot of you know, my own coaching clients and people in my industry, there's a resistance to accepting that they are indeed an expert. And there's also, even though if they don't necessarily have the expert hours or time put in, but they are really an upper incomer in their industry. There's also a hard time with owning the fact that, you know what, I am the go-to person for this problem to solve. And so how, how can we become a little more confident in our expertise? It's an, an amazing question because most of my business owners that I work with, their biggest downfall is the lack of confidence in themselves. Right. And only when you start working with them do they start realizing they know more. So there will always be somebody that probably knows a little bit more than what you do, but there will also be a whole lot of people that know less. 
So sometimes it's just about taking control of the moment to understand that you do know more than a majority of people within your space. So not as a startup, because my beliefs of a startup is very different to a business owner. I believe that startups need to walk the streets and almost go and find their clients and realize that this is not a space for arrogance because a lot of people sit in that, that, that space, whether they've been in corporate and had all these departments to help them and now they're starting out or whether they come as a student and own a business. Um, it's about actually realizing that you know more and it's time for you to work out how do you start explaining to other people that you have this knowledge. And we're really lucky in, in the, the world that we live in at the moment because there's no walkers um, online anymore. So you can find your clients worldwide and that's quite a nice trend to play in, especially when you're on LinkedIn and putting articles up so people can start understanding exactly what kind of knowledge you have and how you can affect or um, add value to somebody else's lives. And the moment you start realizing that you can solve a problem or eliminate a pain for somebody, you'll start realizing that you are becoming an expert of your space and you start adding confidence to yourself. So just going online and starting podcasts or um, recording YouTube um, episodes or writing a book or standing on stage and talking, you know, all those kind of things adds to our confidence. Whereas a lot of people turn around and they start saying, can't do it. But actually online now, it's becoming way easier than standing in front of a whole lot of people on a stage. So experts now need to start taking that plunge to show that they really are experts. It's a little bit about moving out of your comfort zone into a space that's unknown, but we only grow when we're out of our own comfort zone. So I encourage every business owner to start accepting this level of confidence. If you're not quite there yet, take some time to work out what do you actually have that somebody else might need from a knowledge point of view, from a product point of view, because there's always something that you could be teaching somebody else. Absolutely. And when I think about confidence, Confidence and having the confidence to take our businesses and quite frankly ourselves to the next level. One thing I see that often gets in the way of that confidence is the fear of failure. 50% of all startups in South Africa fail in the first two years, yet you believe that failure should not be in the vocabulary of entrepreneurs. Can you explain that to us a little bit? Sure. So what is failure? How does it how does it get defined? Is it that you don't have enough sales? That you're not making the profit that you want to? Is it because you've got you've liquidated the company? So my idea of failure is really about a journey that you walk on when you step into becoming a business owner. We don't understand failure of um, it's like a different kind of concept when you're a business owner because every day is unique. Every day is another journey. Every day you're making new decisions. We just spoke about, you know, being relevant and you're making about 30, 36,000 decisions in a day and you don't even realize that you're doing that. 
So what part of that would be, a, be you as a failure? So I encourage all the business owners that I work with not to accept failure. They need to take it and they need to understand that maybe their decision that they have made in the past is not quite the decision that they want right now. So how can they turn it around and make it better? Make the success that they really want because only they can determine what success and failure is to them. So if you take away that negativity and you have positivity in each of your days, you will be making better decisions. But you've got to have the knowledge to know what you don't know. And that's part of upskilling yourself, isn't it, is to add extra knowledge to your knowledge vocabulary to be able to make better decisions and specifically better business decisions. So that profit increases, those sales increase, your clients increase, your product pyramid becomes better, your um, profit margin is phenomenal, those kind of things. So for me, I believe in failure. I believe it's a stepping stone to what the next level of success is. You've just got to determine what what your success rate needs to be and where you really want to go and how you're going to get there. So with that mindset, it's really no surprise that you've launched two programs and are in the midst of launching an academy all while in lockdown. What can people expect from the Diamond Academy? The Diamond Academy is an online academy where I've included my IP. I've registered my IP as the Diamond Plan. It's a nine-month journey that I walk with a business owner on, and each month we look at a different aspect of their business and try and add extra knowledge so that they can make those better decisions. We also look for opportunities of what have they missed in this whole swarm of new shiny opportunities that are coming at them and the white noise that we have. So let's look at those kind of opportunities as we move forward in the, in the nine-month program with them. And then we have, for my older clients that have been with me already, we have um, added a masterclass the Diamond Alchemy, which is where business owners meet to discuss real business problems and how we can solve them for them. And it's a community of business owners that are looking at wanting to grow going forward. So that's the Diamond, uh, Diamond Academy. So everything is now online and I don't have to spend every second <laughs> with every client. They learn and then we get together, which is awesome because now it's a community that works together going forward rather than just an individual person. So we get more knowledge from one another as we move forward in this amazing new um, environment that we have. So that's, and that gets launched at the end of this month, which I'm really excited about. And then the other part we added was the Diamond Den, which is investors. Believe it or not, there's people with a lot of money around still that want to invest in businesses that are growing and we link them with the businesses so that they can have an opportunity to do a pitch deck to one another to see if they can work together and then we pair them so that they can have a much bigger growth than what normally would have happened if the business owner had just continued in their own stride. So those are the exciting parts of what we've launched during this lockdown time. And it was really exciting to see, but I think it came from the necessity within lockdown of realizing, first of all, I had to be online. I had to understand the online system and what's available so that I can encourage my clients. 
and also that people talk about this money that's available and where is it. So we went looking for it and discovered a whole lot of investors. So we try and link them together. So it really is exciting when you start looking for different opportunities. And I love that you're practicing what you preach. You found ways that you could add value in bringing a community together and developing you know, an array of different services of bringing your business online. I mean, this isn't just lip service. This is lessons that you're applying in real time, which I think is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's really important. You know, there are words like, and you're part of coaching and mentoring and that kind of thing. And that's really important, but it has to come from practical experience because otherwise everybody should go to university or college and and get the theoretical side of it. But it really is very different when you step into the practical space of being a business owner. Suddenly you have real problems to deal with, understanding that you've got real staff to pay at the end of the month and how do you do that, as well as trying to move your business forward and to grow. So you've got to be able to come from some sort of practical experience to be able to show how to do that. And I'm super excited with my clients because they really stepped into the space right now to show that they can move forward um, during this lockdown period. And all the guests that we had as masterclass experts, it was really interesting to say to see who would join and what information they were taking away to make their businesses better. So it is a really exciting space to, to be part of right now. One of the things you mentioned, which I, I'm sure will perk a lot of ears, is that you're curious, you know, there is still money to be spent and we went and mm-hmm. found it and we uncovered the investors. I know there are a lot of people, particularly in the service-based business, that are looking around thinking, where is the money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How can yeah. we find it? And so is there, you know, as a parting note, maybe a little bit of just to pull the curtain back on your journey a little bit to share how we too can, and for anyone who's listening, go and and find some of that money that would really help our business grow and help us better serve our customers more importantly. Absolutely. And there's a lot of money out there. Um, But what you need to do is to really look at why do you need the money? What is the reason? Is it to survive? Is it to pay salaries? You know, that kind of thing, because that's really what you should be doing as part of a business. But if it's part of your growth strategy, if you got to a level where now suddenly you need to to spend a lot of money for new machinery or new technology or something like that, that's what people like to invest in. So make sure that your business is first of all growing that you are developing and creating profit within your company. Because once you start getting into that space, that's when the investors, they actually almost sniff you out because they want to be part of that growth scenario. So in South Africa, we have a lot, there's a lot of government funding, but I don't want my business owners to rely on government. I want them to be able to say that they are self-sustainable themselves. So if you are up to date with the funding that's around, whether it's from individual investors, angel investors, whether it's USAID, whether it's government, whether it's whatever it comes from, make sure that though it's part of your growth, it's not part of survival. 
because there are the monies that are around in certain spaces you have to pay back and some of it, it includes interest so make sure you can pay it back first but secondly you have to be compliant so if you are making money understand that you should be paying taxes that you should be looking after your staff and it's a real business and it's registered as that those are the complex issues that a lot of business owners forget about. Have you taken the time to develop a proper business plan? A proper full document, not um, a one-page business plan, which is what I encourage my business owners to do, and that's to make it decisions from. But a real understanding that if somebody picked up your business plan, they can really understand what it is that you are doing and where you see your business going that you've done research, that you've done analyses, that you've done all of those kind of um, competitive um, lists that should be around. But apart from that, make sure that you've got all your strategies in place as your business owner, because that's what is going to be required from be compliant and make sure that you've got your strategies that you need to have in place. Excellent. You've given us so much to think about. Where can people find more information about you and your services and tap into this brilliant business brain of yours? Thank you. Um, they're welcome to go onto my website, brandanalytics.co.za, and um, register for my newsletter. They'll get a free ebook with 58 facets of business. So it's just a reminder in certain instances. Or they're welcome to go onto my LinkedIn, Diane Borman, and um, go and send me a message and let's connect. And I'm welcome to answer as many questions as I possibly can for you. Wonderful. Diane, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us on the show today. Oh, thank you. It was awesome to be part of this. Thank you very much. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Catalyst with Samantha Chris. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, I hope you're feeling a little more equipped to lean into the unknown and take inspired action.